0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to our Pennywise podcast. I'm Terry Barr, your host from Lee Enterprises. Happy to have you along with us again today. Joining me, Sarah Rathner. Now, Sarah is a credit cards expert with NerdWallet, and we are going to tackle the topic of debt management today. Sarah, thanks so much for being here.
1: Thank you for having me back.
0: I, I think we um, at one time said, oh, you know, it, it's the holidays. It's the first of the year. These are all great times to uh, talk about debt management. But then I think you remind me, no, all the time is a good time to tackle debt management. Yeah,
1: You see a lot of the stories pro- crop up around the holidays or like New Year's because there's lots of like financial New Year's resolutions, holiday spending. So debt's a big subject now that we're in the last quarter of 2021, but debt sticks to you year round. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with looking at your, your statement balances in June, if you wanted to, you know, Mm -hmm. you don't have to wait until January. You can do it anytime. Okay.
0: Well, here we are in November before Mm -hmm. the holidays, before the new year and things sometimes get a little quiet unless people are going to take vacations next year. But when you look at how people are doing right now, what are you seeing with regards to debt?
1: Well, you know, we're in a heavy spending time of the year and we're also seeing things cost more. So travel is expensive. Even the cost of entertaining for the holidays is expensive. Food prices are going up. Gas prices are going up if you're traveling by car to visit friends and family. So yeah, it's just, it, it's, it feels like you're getting less and spending the same amount of money or more. And so that makes it that much harder for people to have to lean on credit cards uh, to make ends meet and to afford all of these holiday extras, especially after a year where so many Americans struggled financially in the pandemic. These sorts of issues are ongoing. And so it's kind of all these things hitting at the same
0: time. How do we even get started tackling, you know, debt management, it sounds like, oh, okay, this should be easy, but no. this is not going to be easy. How do we even get yeah. started looking at what we should do?
1: So the reason it's not easy is because um, it's not exactly a fun subject to talk about. Debt mm-hmm. is, it's filled with all these negative feelings about guilt and shame and, you know, how did I, what did I do wrong to get in this situation? Okay. Okay. So take the guilt and shame out of it. And and the first thing you should do is just kind of see where you are right now. Look at where your money is going. Look at some credit card statements from the last couple of months, bank statements. Pull up all of your statements for any loans that you have, whether it's credit cards, student loan, car loan, mortgage, and just like take stock of the overall picture. And that can help you kind of like begin to formulate your plan of action You don't want to set up a budget until you know exactly where your money is currently going, because you might not have to make as many changes as you would think.
0: And I wonder how often we actually look at, you know, kind of what you call the big picture. Sounds like it's a great thing to do, you know, maybe once a month, maybe that's too much, but just sitting down and really knowing where you are at is the best way to start. Okay. So now we go to, um, Ugh, this is the hard part for me too. So don't feel bad if you're listening and you think, "How am I going to create a budget?" Mm-hmm. Okay, help us, Sarah.
1: <laughs> Nobody likes creating a budget.
0: No, thank <laughs> you. Okay. Nobody
1: likes it. Nobody enjoys it. This is not fun. It's like getting a root canal. Like, which one would you ra- Would you rather? You know? Oh. And if it helps, you could think of it more as just a way to plan out your spending rather than it's 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 you telling your money where it's going to go every month, not you know you, you don't have to deprive yourself um, you don't have to eliminate all fun and meaning from your life just to afford the bills hopefully although sometimes you do have to cut back but um, one sort of budget template we talk about a lot at NerdWallet is the 50/30/20 budget where 50% of your take home pay goes toward necessary living expenses so mm-hmm. housing groceries transportation utilities things like that medical care childcare then uh, 30% goes toward the fun stuff hobbies travel shopping, whatever, whatever you like to do in your spare time. And then, um, the last 20% goes towards savings goals and debt repayment. So you're making room in your budget for the things you have to buy things you want to buy and paying off the things you bought
0: in the past and saving (laughs) up for
1: other things in the future. I like
0: that the fun stuff still in some cases can get 30% and at least this is a great template to get started to see sort of where you're at with it.
1: Right, and you can make adjustments to it for example, if you have the goal of really aggressively paying down your debt, you don't have to like allocate only 20%, maybe you do 50 20 30 and it's 20 for 20% to the fun stuff and 30% to debt repayment. And make variations and then you can adjust course based on, you know, am I hitting the goals that I want to hit? Okay, right. now I can ease off the gas when it comes to debt repayment and put a little bit more money into other
0: things. That's okay too. I love it. You know, we got to talk about of course, cutting expenses when, when you get into this area. And I've heard people talk also about this zero based budget. What is that? Oh,
1: that's something. Yeah. I, that's not a technique I've ever really tried. Um, So I'd have to, I'd have to look into it a bit more. Um, There's one technique that I kind of like, that I sort of use in my life called reverse budgeting, oh. where you set up a lot of automatic transfers of money. And so every month you have automatic transfers into savings accounts for your savings goals. I automatically have deductions for my paycheck for my 401k, you automate, like you, you pay your bills every month. So basically it's like, I know that I'm paying myself through savings and investing, and I know that I'm paying my bills. And anything that's left over, I can spend however I want. Oh, wow. So if I don't spend it all, then that's more money for, you know, other things. But, and then obviously I keep like a certain amount in in checking just for bill payments and stuff. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't drain my checking account every month. That's sort of a way to like, I know my obligations are being met. And then for everything else, I don't have to, I don't have to like helicopter parent myself, you know, (laughs) basically I can just like, okay, want, you know, I want to spend money on this thing. Go do it. And for anybody that you, if you want to be very aggressive about your savings or your debt payment, because you're doing all this stuff first, you're really, cause if you're like, okay, whatever money's left over at the end of the month, I'll save. There's not going to be any money left over at oh. the end of the month. You will spend it. So if you whisk it away, take it away from your checking account, get it out of your eyesight. It's so much easier to actually put it where you want it to go instead of just spending it mindlessly. Yeah, I play a lot of tricks on myself with my money and it works. Yeah. Well,
0: (laughs) and if it works, at least you're a good example. And why not try it? If you are starting at ground level trying Mm -hmm. to figure this out, you've given us a couple of great options to try. If you're starting at if you have,
1: let's say if you have a checking account and that's your only account, you can open up a high yield savings account, one that earns an interest rate and set up an automatic transfer, maybe $20 a month into savings. Uh, or something, some number that's manageable for you, or whenever you get some sort of influx of cash, maybe you get a bonus or a gift or something that goes to savings. And over time, that amount of money will grow. And it's $20 you would not, you would have spent otherwise, but because you took it away from yourself and you put it somewhere else, it's staying out of sight, out of mind.
0: Okay, I I seriously, I love that. It's like finding $20 in your pocket a year later, but now it's in your pocket. You lost a
1: 20 in a winter coat and then like like spring and summer, and then you like wear the coat again for the first time in the fall and you're like, there's 20 bucks in here. Yes. So
0: great. It is so great. (laughs) Any tips then when it comes to like as you're budgeting, trying to cut the expenses?
1: You kind of want to look for some of those secret expenses you didn't realize you had, but you're not actually getting any benefit from. So mm. maybe you tried like three free months of a streaming subscription and then your credit card got charged and you're still paying for it, but you didn't actually really like it. Yeah. Cut it. You know, um, some of these things are really only five to $15 a month, but if you find a couple of areas to save, there's that $20 a month to put in your savings account, mm. right? And you can also look through if you have cable, if you have internet at home look over your bill and then look over to see what your internet service provider is offering in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. They might have some promotional
0: offers you can get in on that will help shave money off of your monthly bills. I like that a lot. And I know it takes a little time to do it, but it's time well spent. It sure seems. Yes. Okay. So what about <laughs> if we move on to now paying off the debt?
1: Yes. The hard, the, the other hard part. Yeah. <laughs> if, if figuring out if, Setting up a budget is hard. Paying off your debt is hard, too. So there are a couple of different techniques that can help keep you organized and keep all of your debt accounts in good standing. If you're paying off multiple debts at the same time, if you only have one source of debt, then that's that's where you put all of your attention. But if you have, say, a credit card debt, you've got a student loan, maybe you have a car payment, suddenly you need to prioritize Um, because if you're keep if you keep making just the minimum payments on your credit card, you're going to be paying that off forever. Mm. Uh, it's not an installment loan, like an auto loan where you make the same payment every month. And then there's a set period of time. Credit card debt is indefinite. So yes. So there are a couple of different debt repayment methods I wanted to talk about. Um, they both require listing your debts. There's debt avalanche and debt snowball. So debt avalanche, you list your debts in order of highest interest rate to lowest interest rate. You make the minimum payment on all of them every month. So you you don't hurt your credit score. You don't get okay. late fees. And you prioritize any extra money in your budget toward the debt with the highest interest rate first.
0: And we're talking interest rate, not necessarily the highest of what you're paying money-wise. Yes. Interest rate. I Pure love that. Lower interest rate. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: And then from there, as you knock the first debt off the list by paying it off completely, you move on to the next debt with the second highest interest rate, throw all of your extra money toward that one, toward the principal and so on until you're debt-free. With debt snowball, you start with the debt that has the smallest balance. So not looking at interest rate, not looking at monthly payment, but the full balance of what you still owe. And then you put, then once you pay that off, the next, next smallest balance, then the next smallest balance. So, mathematically speaking, debt avalanche will save you money because by tackling that highest interest rate first, you're you're tackling the you know the high interest, and you're paying less interest overall. However, a lot of people find debt snowball really motivating because you're tackling the smallest balance first. You can knock that, you know, you might even be able to knock that first debt out in one payment if you had the money, and it can be very motivating to chip away at the first three to five
0: items on your list really fast before you start tackling those debts with the higher balances. And you're seeing it go go away, like almost right in front of your eyes, you know you're doing the right thing and it's going away and going away and that's gotta feel really good.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll, yes, it feels really good. And you know, so whichever method you choose, like really the best thing to do is something. Uh, the worst thing to do is ignore it and not think of ways that you can pay down your debt more optimally in a way. And save yourself money, save yourself time, save yourself all that aggravation. It, it's so incredibly freeing
0: to be out of debt. Ah, that sounds wonderful too, doesn't it? it? Does. <laughs> I know. Is that sort of, um, when, when we're working so hard on this, is there something that comes to um, knowing credit scores or, or diving into credit scores? Can that make you feel a little better too as you sort of watch that maybe go up by notch by notch, as you're getting rid of your debt.
1: Yeah, you know it. it that's another motivating factor. If you, let's say, you've got um, some credit card debt, and that's your main priority, paying it down, and your credit score is not where you want it to be. Uh, maybe you've made a couple of late payments, or you've only been able to pay the minimum. By kind of tackling your debt head on, paying your bills on time every month, making more than, min- more than the minimum payments. You're going to start seeing your credit score improve after a couple months of that. And that can be really motivating. And it can also open so many doors for you in your life later on. The higher your credit score, the more likely you are to qualify for things like mortgages and other credit cards that have better terms, lower interest rates, better rewards, things like that. And your credit score sometimes is looked at when you're applying for a rental home, uh, when you want to get a cell phone plan, a plan with a utility company. By having a higher credit score, you can access those things without having to make cash deposits first, things like that. So it really brings a lot of convenience to your life. You can kind of walk through life with the confidence that if I apply for something, I'll probably get it. And that's really freeing too.
0: Okay, you're making it sound like we can do this, which I, I really- I, 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 I am hopeful. Okay, okay, <laughs> I, very I good. Yeah, Is there life after debt? And what, what could that be like for someone who has- maybe lived half their life or a quarter of their life in debt at this point. It's,
1: it's really uh, nice. I mean, it's to not have that monthly payment obligation on your back, you know, your, your loans and credit cards and stuff might be hundreds of dollars a month in, pay, in minimum payments right. or more. Some student, I mean, if you have like student loans, massive student loans, it's over a thousand dollars a month. It can be like a mortgage payment in, at times or a rent payment. In addition yeah. to the mortgage or rent you're already paying. Plus you have a car, plus you know you have other obligations. And so to, to right off the bat, just get that off of your back and to be able to apply that money toward other things. And what's nice is when you're done paying off the debt, you're already used to living without that money. Yeah. So how powerful would it be to take, let's say you were paying $300 a month toward debt. Mm-hmm. Now you're done. What if you put that $300 a month into a savings account and saved up for a down payment, or you put it into uh, your retirement account at work or a Roth IRA on your own or a brokerage account. And you started investing a little bit at a time. Imagine the power of putting that money toward something that will build something for you instead of paying off something that you've already used. I mean, that's free. that's putting compound interest to work for you instead of against you. Yes.
0: Ah, Sarah, anything we missed when we're talking about debt management? Because honestly, you have taken us through this and I know I said, oh, I love this idea. I love this idea. But putting it all together, it just makes so much sense. And I'm sure it would make people feel really good to be able to do this.
1: Yeah, I would say if you are in over your head, there are, you know, it it might mean that you need somebody in your corner to help you. So whether that's a financial advisor and they're available at a variety of price points, you could even have a one-time meeting with them for a lower Mm -hmm. cost, or you could look into nonprofit credit counseling as well, and they can work with you to establish your budget and begin you know, setting up your repayment plans with your lenders. So reach out for help if you need it, because paying off debt is, is very difficult. It's, it's like difficult monetarily, it's, it's difficult emotionally. Yeah. Um, and so you should seek resources and, and you don't have to feel quite so alone in this process.
0: It's so true. And you've given us incredible tips today. And I hope um, everybody took a minute to maybe write them down and, and use a couple right away if they can. Sarah Rathner, you are terrific. It's always so great to talk with you and you make, oh, uh, you, so you don't make debt easy, but at least you make it so that we can figure it out and get I, through this.
1: You know, it's, <laughs> it's something that a lot of people are living with and it's really, really yeah. hard. And it a lot is. of people are in debt for a long time. And sometimes it feels like there's no way out, but it's worth it to try. That's worth it to try. And, and and if you can knock out a couple of debts, but you still have some others, I mean, that's still a step in a, in a really positive direction. Awesome.
0: Strong words. Thank you. Yeah. Sarah Rathner, credit cards expert with Nerd Wallet. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. Thanks for being oh, here thank again. Thank you, too. <laughs> And I'm Terry Barr, your your host, rather, of Pennywise Podcast. And again, so happy to have you along as well. If you want to watch or listen to any of our past Pennywise Podcasts, available wherever you enjoy listening to your podcasts. Thank you again for being here, and we'll see you next week with another new episode.